Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. Space Court. Space Court. Space Court. November 12, 2019. Full Moon in Taurus. We invite you to join us on this voyage of exploration. We would like to introduce you to Catherine. Taurus Sun. Libra Moon. Aquarius Rising. Full Moon in Taurus on November 12th. It's a very lovely moon this time. What makes this moon so lovely? It's a very nice sign because it's very calm and earthy. So I feel like any moon in Taurus is going to be kind of a relaxing moon. Yeah, I feel that too. It's just like kind of a relieving moon. That's like the energy of Taurus. Like kind of just like take a load off, you know, go get a massage, enjoy yourself. We would like to introduce you to say Cancer Sun Capricorn Moon Virgo Rising and the moon is exalted in Taurus. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She loves being in Taurus. Who wouldn't? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice, mellow sign. Yeah. Really enjoys all of the good things in life. We would like to introduce you to Rachel. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. Luxuriate. That's what comes to mind for me. That's really appropriate, right? In Scorpio season, when everybody's bitching and complaining about how intense and <laughs> crazy it is to like finally have a little bit of a breather. Mm -hmm. I think so. Scorpio season has been intense. Cancer season was intense. It's these, these fucking water signs, man. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Venus is currently in Sagittarius, so that makes things like more upbeat and more yeah. carefree and fun. Mm -hmm. and adventurous but the full moon in Taurus is very welcome energy or time for it especially with all the mercury retrograde bullshit yeah just you know the internet's going out all the time cell phones not working I radios not plans working. get changed on me last minute Mm. Mm. lots of road work i've also noticed like there's construction i feel like that's a mercury retrograde thing yeah oh my gosh yeah hmm. it's like everywhere and i think this is because roads and short travel right yeah 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 exactly yeah but, but anyway the full moon in taurus will be nice i love taurus energy i like revel in taurus energy really yeah no shame <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> well, you have venus in taurus that's so nice yeah i think that's why like i love to eat good food with good company have some wine just like you said be in like a nice comfortable environment mm. yep yeah i feel like my whole point of in life is just to try to make everything cozy mm. your home is very cozy it's oh, like thank you <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely home. Well, I'll be in Hawaii, so I think when I think of comfort or cozy or heart or any pleasures, luxuriation, there is no greater thing than Hawaii for me. So it's very fitting. Mm. I don't think I have Taurus in my. I don't no, know you have I mean. you have no Earth. Yeah, I've got. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. You know what my teacher said about that? I thought this what? was hilarious because he's like, yeah, when people have no Earth, it's either a huge problem or not a problem at all. 
And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the only option? It's either one. Right. Or no, I know. Not. I know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I feel like I probably oscillate between the two though. I feel I like think that's I, true. I think yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's certainly my seasons where it's a serious problem. And then there's seasons <laughs> where it's like unnecessary to have any earth, you know? But you're pretty practical despite not having any earth. Yeah, yeah you are. Actually, I don't know where that yeah. comes from. What is that? I think you have some stuff in the second house though, which is an earth house. That's the house <gasps> oh of Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. You do, Rachel. Um, your second house would be in cancer. Oh, Moon, North Node, Mercury, and Sun in the second house. Maybe Whoa. that's what it is. Okay. Yes. Oh, second house is Taurus? Yeah. I'm so confused. Okay. I'm, when I look at the charts, I honestly get super confused. <laughs> Rachel, you have so much Venus in your chart. It's so cute. What does that oh, mean, wow. so much Venus? Like Venus is aspecting a lot of your oh. Venus and Neptune. Mm. Like you have Venus trying Jupiter, Venus opposed Neptune, Venus trying mm. Mars, Venus trying Pluto, Venus trying Midheaven. Wow. Venus conjunct the moon. You're a Venusian. Yeah. yeah. You know, say when we, you did the sinistry for Chile and I, and you were bringing yeah. up the Neptune, and then you've, you've brought that up for me before. Uh-huh. Where it's my Venus opposite Neptune, and how I had that with a lot of like people in my same generation, because mm-hmm. Neptune is like the generational planet pretty much throughout my entire life. How I have really romanticized people, places, I mean, everything. And mm-hmm. so I think that's just another testament of the uh, Venus colored lenses that I view my life through. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's wow, probably you really are Venusian. Venusian? Venusian. Venusian. You're a Venusian bitch. You are. (laughs) What else about the full moon, folks? So it's sextiling Neptune, which is really lovely because Neptune, you know, it's like the planet of dreams and psychic stuff. And sextile is, it's a really sweet aspect, right? So anything sextiling, anything is always just sweet. Is that accurate? It's blending. The hard aspects are squares, oppositions, and that means there's tension, like the energies fight together. Mm. As opposed to like a sextile or a trine is a blending of the energies. They mold into each other as opposed to like fighting each other. Mm. So Neptune in the moon is a very sensitive, compassionate, empathic placement. And in, yeah. in a Taurus moon, like which is already a sweet moon, mm. that's just really nice energy. You have this super mellow, calm, romantic, empathic, compassionate, you know, sensitive. Mm. Oh my God, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also a sat, I think it's sextiling Saturn too, right? Yeah, I think so. That's not necessarily a good thing, but since it's a sextile, Mm -hmm. it's not as bad. Mm. Yeah. And it's an earth, so it's not like too sappy or anything. It's like a grounded sweetness especially with that sextile to Saturn. So it's like a practical moon, but it's also got that Neptune influence. So it's like artistic and empathetic, but with practicality. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. That's ideal actually, don't you think? That's so nice and balanced. Are you guys feeling this Uranus and Taurus at all? I was just wondering because it was such a huge deal when it shifted because I I think Uranus only changes signs every eight years. Yeah. And Uranus and Taurus are so opposite of each other. So different. So, and since the moon is in Taurus, I was just curious. What kind of feelings might that stir up? 
So it's like a changing of values. Taurus rules values and it rules money and wealth, but like your spiritual values are what's important to you. Hmm. So with Uranus, which is like change and destruction. So it's like a destroying of the mm -hmm. old and building of new. That's what everybody was saying like with Bitcoin when Bitcoin came out and that was like a Uranus Taurus shift. Mm. It was like the new currency and destroying like the old institution of, you know, what we think of as money. Mm -hmm. But why are you asking? Are you feeling something? I guess, yeah. I've been looking at money differently. Oh. And so I guess I value things differently. Like my whole mm. value system, there's been a shift. Mm. Mm. I feel that too. I feel like the past couple weeks, I've been mm. having a lot of conversations surrounding value and consumption and money. Mm. And it's definitely had me thinking about making some changes. Really? Yeah. Because you have <laughs> such a different attitude yeah. toward money than most people I know. It's true. Well, and I mean, I think I've known that I'm coming into that transition of inviting specifically money, right? Because money, value, these are different things but inviting money back into my world and Whoa. what that's going to look like. Like you were just saying um, earlier, how I'm like the Apple receiver, right? So <laughs> Ast Cult gave me this computer. My sister recently upgraded my phone. So it's kind of like I'm coming into a lot of monetary things. You know, I'm not necessarily spending money or acquiring money, but I'm getting nice things. And yeah, again, just conversations that I've been having. But basically what that means is like he's only buying products that are top of the line with great reviews and that have affiliate programs so that he can now market what he uses and what he does and get money from it. So he's like only giving into things that give back to him. And I thought that was a really smart thing also. Yeah, I think just also, you know, we're at the end of the decade. So I have a lot of my, my thoughts surrounding like how I started this decade and how I want to finish this decade. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I came into this decade definitely renouncing money and wanting to, to find a way to navigate life without money being this burden or this mm -hmm. forefront of thought or action. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm kind of rounding that out and coming into a different space and different relationship with money. Mm. So, so I think it's all timely. Your Uranus Taurus is definitely yeah. happening. It's more in a mental state, you know? And I was also thinking when you were talking about values, like I definitely feel like a push to value my body more. I feel mm -hmm. a push to value my emotions more. I feel a push to value... That is it. Your chart though, your value is your emotions. That's like what grounds you. That is your currency, I feel like. I think I've been exploring different parts of expression for my emotions. And I feel like within the past few weeks, one emotion specifically that's come up is anger, which oh. I definitely don't identify with, but it keeps coming up. Whenever I do get angry though, or when I think of instances where anger has come and presented itself, my immediate response is tears. And that's almost the only time that I cry. I'll cry a lot with like gratitude tears. I don't really have a lot of sadness tears. I don't cry a lot in general. Anger God, I do. When I think of you though, I mean, <laughs> I, I specifically remember in the movie theaters in high school seeing My Best Friend's Wedding and mm -hmm. you and Jordan 
were crying as if your mother had just passed away, you know? Oh my God. And I I mean, this is like during the movie and after, and I was just like, (laughs) like, seriously, you know, like, do you console people that are crying so hard in movies? What movie did you guys watch? My best friend's wedding. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So embarrassing. (laughs) But I totally believe it. I mean, it was like an insane, again, like it was like funeral style crying during the movie (laughs) and after. So like we leave the movie theater to go to like Taco Bell and you guys are in tears and I'm just like awkward. I don't, don't remember know. this at all. Well, you know, there are those that are easy to cry <laughs> and those that are not. And I think it's interesting also because, you know, cancers have such a reputation of being crybabies and it's like, I, I guess, don't think anyone guess, would associate yeah. me with tears. I don't. I mean, that's just generally not my expression. But if I'm angry, I will definitely cry. That's so interesting that you cry when you're angry. I don't relate to that oh, at all. Like when I'm angry, I'm angry, you know, like I get super tense. I get like, my body gets really heated and I just like want to, you know, a lot of cussing. Oh, me too. These I'm things the happen but through tears. Like it's, it's literally streams. Oh, of anger does not bring eyes. tears for me at all. It's an interesting thing as no, I'm exploring totally interesting. anger and I'm exploring or the expression of tears. Because I mean, injustice is usually the undercurrent of my anger. Like mm. there was a wrong to me or a wrong to someone else. And I just am furious. And that fury is expressed in tears and swearing. And like, I mean, I never really want to punch someone. That always baffles me when people, you know, I think people associate anger with like physical aggression. And that just never crosses my mind. It's always words and it's like piercing eye contact and like. Yeah, that's Mars. You're a Mars Pluto person. Oh, that's where it comes from. Maybe it comes out in tears because it's in Libra. But Libra's not a water sign. I don't know. I mean, again, I think. No, but the injustice thing. That's what Libra is like. You get really upset over injustice. That's a Libra. I get super worked up about that. Yeah. And I mean, it's not regular. Like, I think I cannot remember the last time I cried, actually. Um, God, I cried yesterday. <laughs> I not want to, not I want at to... my best friend's wedding. <laughs> 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 Although I did watch Pretty Woman the other night, and I cried. I love that movie. And I cry every time I see Wonder Woman. It's interesting. So when I was in Vegas for my family reunion, I observed moments the night when I did want to cry, but I didn't. I still definitely have this resistance towards crying because I have an association with weakness and tears. Mm. But again, being more aware of it at least. And I wanted to cry at weird things. <laughs> like uh, it was def- one of them was definitely a movie and it was definitely an injustice part. And and then family reunion, like there were definitely like ancestral things coming up where I wanted to just like honor the legacy that's been created and definitely tears of gratitude. Hmm. but resisted. Um, but why resist? You know, this is what I think. It's like, just let her out. You know, I was at dinner with my friend last night and she was telling me some really sweet thing about her son. And I totally started crying. And I was like, this is, this is me now. I just cry all the time. And like, who cares? I think tears are a really strong and powerful expression, you know, regardless of how they're used. I just personally have had conditioning. Well, we all have. Right. But I mean, to, to varying degrees, like I have not been a crier at all. And again, I think in my exploration of emotions, you know, being aware of like, oh, my resistance to crying and how fucked up that mentality is. And yeah, why wouldn't I just release it? You know, I definitely am thinking like, Ugh, what are people going to think when they see me crying? When I maybe not, like, what are people going to... They're th- probably going to be thinking like, oh, I wonder why she's sad. There are many facets of my life where I don't give a shit about what people think. But when it comes to 
And maybe that's because it's emotions and because that is so vulnerable for me and so charged and such a big part of my life and world. So the expression of tears is like, oh, someone's having an emotion. You know what I mean? Like you cannot have tears and not have emotions, right? Like mm-hmm. those things are hand in hand. Whereas you can go around and not be crying and people may or may not know that you have X, Y, Z emotion happening. So I think maybe because tears is such a tangible representation of emotions, I don't like that vulnerability and I don't like other people being able to see that vulnerability of myself. But I think I'm in the shift of that, you know? I mean, I like to think that coming into this new decade, I'm going to be a more tearful person and care less in that arena of when I feel like it, I allow that. Mm -hmm. Because the holding of it definitely doesn't serve me, even though that's my habit. Crying is healthy. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Super cathartic, super clarifying, purifying. I think crying is a great thing. But just Mm -hmm. because I think that doesn't mean that I do that. And just Mm -hmm. because I think that doesn't mean that I don't have, again, like severe habits that are ingrained that prevent me from expressing that. And it's crazy because when other people cry, uh, people cry around me all the time, you know, and I always, I feel like I hold those spaces and I hold them well. It's, yeah, I have a lot of tear-filled friends and... And I, and I love that expression. I think it is super endearing and super authentic and super powerful, except for when it's a Julia Roberts movie. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah, clearly you uh, were very confused by that. I was, that has left a mark and imprint on my memory forever. Totally don't remember it. What about where the moon is illuminating your charts? So it's my third house. Full moon is illuminating your third house. And third house is? It's early education, siblings, short trips. Cue the dog. Cue the dog and the landlord. Siblings, neighbors, Mm kind of like your day-to-day people. Cue the banging. (laughs) They're fixing my shower. Oh, what's wrong with your shower? Mercury retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) So yours is in the eighth house. Yeah. Which is like shared finances, transformation, death, rebirth, I guess, sex, shared resources, money, other people's money, which is very interesting because I'm trying to help this transaction happen right now. Like I'm trying to introduce a very successful grower to like a smaller grower because they work very close, like they're very close in proximity to each other. So I'm trying to make this like introduction happen. I don't know how it would benefit the bigger guy, but it would definitely benefit the smaller grower. And I just enjoy making things like that happen. I don't know. I just enjoy connecting people and just watching things grow. I've been thinking a lot about money a lot lately, for sure. I don't know if it's because of where I am. I definitely am surrounded by the 1% of the 1%, which is not my background at all. So for me, it's very fascinating and it's a completely new thing. Also, my North Node is in the eighth house. That's interesting. Yeah. Also goes with astrology. Mm. Wait, what do you mean by that? Well, because eighth house is like occult studies. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought you meant. But I thought there was something to like money or something. It's a wealthy house, the eighth house. You know, say ever since you drove that Porsche, I feel like you've kind of come into, you <laughs> the know, Porsche. Yeah. 
Of course you feel like you're looking at money differently. You've been designed for the high life. And so your time in in the throne is upon you. You know, (laughs) the crown is heavy at first, you know, Mm. but it suits you well. So that's fun. I think that's really, really great. Yeah. I agree. Where was it again for you, Rachel? 12th house. house, Oh my God. Have you been feeling a little tired at all? Like more than usual recently? Maybe. It's hard for me when I'm hopping around, right? So I would Mm. say for the past two weeks, I've been in Vegas. I was in Austin. I was in Waco, back in Austin, Riverside, Los Angeles, and I'm about to go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in that zone, it's kind of like all of my adrenaline is Mm. just in a momentum. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to check in with myself and Mm. body. Mm -hmm. I think I've definitely, I haven't been as active as I want to be. Mm-hmm. exercise and just kind of slowing down has not been an option um, or not a choice of mine. I should say it's always an option. It hasn't been a choice of mine. So I feel like when I get to Hawaii, I will definitely be tired. I will allow that to be, and I will probably sleep for three days. <laughs> yeah, literally you will. Every time people say, what do you do in Hawaii? And I always tell them, I rest, I sleep. Like complete nourishment, beauty, luxuriation. Sounds like Taurus um, energy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Hawaii is my earth, you know? Like I have no earth sign, but. Um, oh, Tor- Hawaii is very Taurus because it's like, there's really not much to do there except for like admire the beauty and lay around and sleep. <laughs> it's totally. True. It really is a sleepy place. Or like eat mangoes and avocado. I mean, the yeah, the, have know, a pina you- colada. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so much more, but that is very true. And I mean, yeah, but it is so beautiful and boring. <laughs> That's like Taurus to me. I feel like I'm so boring sometimes, you know. Dude, I feel like you're the opposite of boring. Yeah, but I feel I have a super boring side, you know, where I can just like not talk for hours and just, you know, like lay. I'm like yeah. that too. You can't be bored with beauty. For me, like that mm. can never be boring. True. Mm. So I remember Gordy saying once, Liv Tyler, striking yet dull. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is twelfth house or why did you say are you feeling tired lately? What was the reasoning behind that say? 12th house is the house of hidden things. It's sleep. Mm. It's dreams. dreams. Unconscious. Yeah. Spirituality. Yes. It's like the other realm. It's like mm. the next dimension. Because it's ruled by Neptune. So it's mm-hmm. like, can also be fantasy, spirituality. Yeah. It's a and mysterious realm. Yeah. Sometimes when things transit your 12th house, it can trigger you to want to like take retreat and be very like inactive for a while. Mm. Well, it's interesting because as I was saying, like I will be sleeping, I will be resting, but I also have um, a drive and motivation. And I think maybe this is because of the end of the decade, end of the year, like where I want to really get some discipline around certain things and like a calendar. Like I'm really excited to like master my calendar and I also have some things lined up. So it should be, uh, should be good. But yeah, so it's interesting with this whole idea of resting and retreating coupled with like, I want to get shit done and I want to do things and I want to get organized and I want to line things up. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be a super sweet moon. Yeah. In this time of Mercury retrograde and Scorpionic season, sounds like a nice relief. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this moon. On your mark, get set, go. 
Space Court, Space Court. 